0: Hey, what is up, you guys? Welcome to Bleach Boys number five. We are officially starting the, I don't know, do we decide visored, visored? arc? Yeah, is we, what call we it the disguise. Arc, yeah. The, the first appearance of the Roncars. One of those, the good arc, is mm-hmm. what we're starting. Mm-hmm. Where we last left off, we officially finished the bound arc. They had a lot of self uh, introspection about Katia and his motives. Um, we do get to see a little bit more of the mod souls in the beginning of this arc, which okay, are cool. filler characters. But they do make appearances in here because they kinda kinda keep the uh, They got they keep the, appearance, into it. Yeah. the appearance up that like, hey, these characters aren't just for that one arc, which they do mention that the the uh, the are like, well, you know, we were only made for the bounce, so we're just gonna hang out. It's like okay. <laughs> they wrote themselves off. They really did. They really did. So we start off. First episode of the new, like, visored arc, we see Grand Fisher. Okay, so I was right. Yeah, we immediately see Grant Fisher, and we see his, like, he's evolved, his new evolution thing, he's getting work done. He's, like, giant or something, right? Yes, yes. And so, I don't know if you know this, Jose, but in the manga, they show this part, the fact that he survives and, like, evolves, like, becomes, like, a better, like, a better version better of himself. Oh, yeah.
1: Immediately
0: after oh. the, the, first, the first one.
1: Oh, I don't, I don't remember that.
0: They immediately showed in the manga, like because uh, I was looking through the first like om- omnibus and they show that instantly after the fight, which oh. is crazy. And I, I feel like they probably plucked that part out and put it in here. That way, it's more in line, like with Aizen doing the yeah, experiments. Makes it makes sense. more sense. Um, we get Totsky asks, so they're they're back at school, you know, So we get oh. to see Totsky, yeah, and she's asking each other how the assignment is going. Um, because you know they had an assignment due during summer break, they and were a little busy. Were, yeah, they were they weren't there. A little busy because uh, canonically, you know, that would have been Soul Society, soul society invasion arc. stuff. And he asks him. So toski immediately is like, "Hey, you know, how's the summer uh, project project going? Yada yada." And it's like, "Hey, what about that weird red bag that you have like hanging off for of you?" And so Ichigo's He's dad gave a red him, bag. Yeah. Okay. See, I didn't remember this party either, okay. Jose. Ichigo's dad gave him a lucky charm. Huh. So, and he basically sewed it onto his uniform. Fucking a sheen, dude. And so I don't remember this lucky charm thing at all, but it's there and it's sewed on a thing because the next thing that she asks is what the skull badge is hanging off. So, and immediately Ichigo's like, "Uh, you know, it's it's nothing. But then he's like, wait, you can see it? It's like,
1: so. The fact that she can see it. yeah. Yeah.
0: Because apparently. The badge contains uh, – this is Ukitake explains this. We had a little bit of a flashback. It contains a great power. So they've done a uh, like a visual barrier on it to stop others who are not soul reapers from seeing it. Oh, okay. So the fact that she can see it is like, wait a second. And I think this is the first time that Ishiga would know that Tatsuki can see yeah, stuff. Yeah, she's, she's soul sensitive or whatever. Yeah, I think this is the first time he figures that out. So class gets called an session at that point and then uh we do the classic chat or he may go they all run off to go fight a hollow because you know they just do whatever the fuck they want and they basically they kill this no name hollow and they do mention it's like yeah it's weird ashita hasn't come with us in a while now it's like you think we should check on him oh okay are they gonna explain that if he's gonna get his powers back so this does come up almost first episode i don't know if you remember it. the um First episode, we get to see both Uryu's dad and uh, Ichigo's dad. Yeah. they Actually, we just see Uryu's dad. First episode, second episode is Ichigo's dad. And that's how the arc okay. starts.
1: Boom, boom. It just goes straight in. Yeah.
0: So Ichigo, being the kind of that he is, he's just like, yeah, well, he doesn't have power. So, of course, he's not going to come with us. Like, we're yeah, a dumb he's question. He's not going to hang out. Yeah. But he does say, I'm sure he'll figure something out. Like, you know, he'll figure out how to get him back. He's smart. And then we get our first appearance of... Shinji, like actually following them. Okay, so we we did see, see the introduction of him, but this is like the first time in the main series that we do see him. He's chilling upside down above them, like watching oh, them. Oh, that's right. He can yep. do that. I always forget. Yeah. Yeah. And he knows Ichigo's name because immediately. And then this part is where the one I mentioned a little bit earlier, we see the mod souls are just hanging out in your horror shop. They're just chilling. And this is where they, they kind of say, like, oh, we kind of did our job, you know, so we're just going to hang out. We're just going to have fun. That's dope, though, that they're still yeah. there. And there's a new transfer student that's coming into Ichigo's class. Do we remember, Jose, take your guess. Your memory is outstanding. What, who is the transfer student transfer transfer student? Yeah, were they getting a new transfer student?
1: Is it Ik- Ikaku and the rest of the gang? It is not. It's Shinji. Shinji gets oh, transferred shit, into the class. Oh, shit, I forget. Yes. Yeah. So,
0: and he tricks the teacher into writing his name in reverse. So very early on, they, they're like hammering the that, that upside can, down, yeah. the reverse. the So you could realistically pick up on his like whole Bankai shtick yeah. and all that stuff. I mean, his Bankai is all right. It's a it's a worse version of uh, Aizen's. Yeah. So, you know. And then later, we get Ichigo's talking to Kone. And Kone is like, and I thought this part was very funny, which is why I want to bring this up. He says he misses being in Ichigo's body, and it's been a really long time since, like, you know, he's actually been used as a, a, as a, a mod. So, mozzle. like, for his GIGAI. Um and he says that he misses being able to go around and creeping on girls without it affecting his own reputation.
1: Oh,
0: so Ichigo's <laughs> yeah, a creep now. Yeah, Ichigo's like, oh, you better be fucking joking. It's like, oh, so I forgot God. about that. So right after he does say that, though, another Hollow does show up and Ichigo has to switch bodies with Kone. And he loves it. Yeah. And so he, uh, Ichigo, ends up meeting with a I don't know his name, but like the Afro Soul Reaper who like replaced Rukia. Oh, as originally, the, uh, yeah. yeah. So. He has a talk with him, but then Shinji appears behind him and tries to attack Ichigo. Like, hmm. immediately tries to attack Ichigo. I remember they
1: fight, and yes. what's her name? Hiyori comes out soon.
0: So, yes, but that's uh, much after the first fight, because it's the very first fight where Shinji just shows attacks. up, attacks Ichigo from the back, Ichigo blocks it, and then they fight a little bit. We cut back to Kone, and he's immediately leaving with, with Ichigo's body. He's uh, like, yeah, he's just, it's like about time, He's about baby. to go peek. So, and then, of course, um, we get the shot of Cone leaving the house. He's like, I'm going to go have some fun. And Grand Fisher comes out from the sky. And he's like, Ichigo. It's late at night, right? It is late at night, yes. And he says, Ichigo Kurosaki. And then he blasts Cone, like, right in the back. It sends him flying. And Cone sees him, because I don't know if you remember. Cone was at the original fight with Grand Fisher. So he recognizes him. He's like, oh, fuck. He's like, like, oh, I'm fucked. Grand Fisher. So then we cut back to real Ichigo. I took a lot of notes here, you guys. It's going to be a long boy. That's okay. Because I I thought I was going to get to take it a little bit easy. It was like, oh, new arc. you know, It's going to ease into gonna it. It's going to ease they're gonna in. They're up. not going to completely dump all the lore on you right at the start. They do. They Damn. dump it on you right at the start. So uh, Ichigo at this point is demanding how Shinji – like he's he basically wants to know who Shinji is. Like yeah. who are you really – because he knows him from because he's a transfer student. He met him in the class. And so he's like, who are you really –
1: doesn't Shinji have, like, that thing on his tongue, too? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah right. he does. So Shinji's like, yeah, sure, try and guess who I am. And then he summons his holo mask. So we get to see oh. the first summoning of uh, Shinji's Hollow mask almost instantly. That's, like, the best. I remember that. Yeah. And then he explains how he's one of the soul reapers that tried to cross over into the Hollow realm, or into the realm of Hollows. I think is how he words it. And he's a visored, and says Ichigo's one of them also, and you don't belong with the soul reapers. Like, you belong with us. He's no, basically trying he's, to get... He, recruit he should Ichigo to yeah. join him. <clears throat> and... I don't know if you know this to say. Maybe I'm just a complete idiot. How do you spell visored? V i z a r d. Okay, so I always thought it was like that as well. Um, and I I always went with more of a v a i z o r e d or something okay. like that. It's literally just like a visor with an ed at the end. Oh. So like, there's literally the name is their visored. Like they're wearing a visored. visor and they just pull yeah, it down. The visored. They're visored. It's like they put their visor. They put their visor on. They're visored. I didn't realize that, so I think it's the correct spelling is v i s o oh, r e d, just like you're wearing so no Z, a visor, visor? But with an e d at the end. Visored, I, I I don't know. I was blown away by that. I always thought it was literally like another word for something, but it's literally just visor over their fucking face. So the, the <laughs> I more mean, you know, makes I thought sense, it was a.
1: Uh, what's it, they they can pull it up. At any yeah, time. I thought it
0: was much cooler, but it it's uh, literally just the word visor with e d on the end on it. So we cut over to Ashita now. He is also uh, getting attacked by Hollow, who he believes to be some sort of a weird menos grande. But not like the big one, but like kind of a, a weird like a, like like a, a tiny like, mutated yeah. version one. Um is trying to fight this thing. He has a couple of saved up abilities or like strategies to yeah, fight yeah. Hollow. I remember
1: he had some like little stuff to like fight something. Yeah. But
0: it ain't doing shit. You know, And it basically leads to Ishida. He's about to get killed. All right, about to get killed by Hollow. The Hollow tongue is coming out. We see a blue energy classic bleach move. (sighs) Has popped up. And it's his dad. So his dad shows up, and he probably has a a sweet fucking entrance. He's just standing. He's like, yo, what up? Yeah, his dad was pretty sick. Yeah, his dad is sweet as fuck. So he literally just shows up, and that's where the first episode ends. He shows up. We see it's uh, Ishida's dad. It's not Sheen. Um, And that's where it ends. Like, okay, fuck yeah. So here's something interesting to know, Jose. At this point, we have only seen uh, Uru's dad show up. Okay, There's a brand new end sequence that starts with this episode. So we get a new ending theme. And immediately, I'm talking first image. First image that shows up for this new end credits scene we see
1: Ashin as a Soul Reaper. Oh, does he have, like, the thing wrapped around his yes. arm? Oh, okay. Yes. I remember that. He's yeah. in
0: Soul Reaper form in the end credits, and we have not seen him at all.
1: Wow, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah. I would have waited. I was
0: like, holy shit. It's like, that is a huge spoiler. I'd be so mad. Uh, spoiler alert for this recap. We do see him in the next episode, but still, it's like, holy shit. Like, they just spoiled that before it even begins. And then a double addendum, okay? If they didn't spoil that enough for you, they do the preview for next time. Oh, okay. okay. And I don't remember if they show Ishin as a Soul Reaper in that preview for next time. But they do have uh, Ichigo narrating over it and then the girl mod soul that I can't remember her name. The little uh, blonde one, right? Yeah, the bird the bird um, stuff animal. And they're talking to Ishida while narrating over this uh, preview for next time. And she's basically like, wow, I didn't know your dad was a Quincy too. And Ichigo goes, wow, okay. So Ichigo I think says something on the wrong design. Wow, you're both a Quincy? I'm so sorry for you. Like joking. Like, <laughs> oh, that must really suck. And then the girl mod says, quiet, don't be such a hypocrite Oh, and implying Ichigo, that his dad yeah, yeah, and Ichigo goes, wait, what? And she goes, shh, it's a secret And that's how it ends How's that a secret when they just showed it up Yeah, I was like, holy shit, we're really hammering down here That, hey, in case you guys didn't pick up on the picture Ichigo's and the daddy's up. His dad is also, eh? eh I was like, fucking hell, we're spoiling the shit out of that so, we start the next episode, and we cut back to Udu's dad immediately, and he basically one-shots the Hollow. Yeah, I remember like, he was powerful as fuck. Instantly. And he goes, yeah, instant regeneration isn't that impressive. You just kill them before they have to use it. It's like, damn, okay, because he was having problems with the holo-regenerating body parts, and he's like, yeah, I just one-shot at him. So, there you oh, go. So, just like, go straight for the good. dome. Yeah. And so, Udio is like, yo, why are you using your Quincy powers? You said you didn't want them. And his dad goes, nope. I chose my words very carefully. He's like, what I said was that I had no interest in it, and you had no talent for it. It was Ooh, like, oh, fuck. fuck. It's like, we going in, boys. We going Dude. in. And so he continues to go on. We get a lot of talking between uh, the two does. All right. He goes on to say, unfortunately, his powers aren't as disposable as his. his? So he's like, otherwise, he would have lost them a long time ago. So basically, like, if he could have done the same choice that Uryu did, he would have done it on purpose to get yeah. rid of it. And then he says... Which I don't know if you remember this, Jose. This blew me away. Uryu's grandpa chose him to pass on the power. so they chose uh, Ishida's dad. dad. Yeah. So when he because huh. apparently there's something for, um, like when uh, Quincy dies, he kind of like pass on your abilities and your powers to your stuff. offspring. He or chose to someone? his dad, uh, like oh, instead wow. of Udiu.
1: So then Uri was just like a backup then. Yeah. It's just like, hey, I'll teach you how to use your powers, but yeah. you know, you ain't as cool. He's like, yeah, he's like, listen, yeah,
0: he called him by name, but just Uri's grandpa. He's like, he shows me as the person to quit all of his powers and skill, too. And he said only one man is fit to call himself the last Quincy, and that's me. Damn, like, you know? dude. And that's when Uri's dad pulls out the Quincy symbol that his uh, that, that the, gran- the grandfather the used. gave him, and so yeah. that's when Udi was like, "Oh shit, I guess
1: it's true." He's what like, "Wow, how- Udi was a fuck up this whole time." And so Udi's dad goes on to
0: continue to roast him and says, "Basically, you weren't ready, so you went to the Soul Society, lost your powers." You were so blinded by pride, you sacrificed everything and accomplished nothing. Damn, dude, he's just straight up yep. grilling him. He absolutely obliterates him, but it's one of those things, you know, Jose... He needs to hear it, though. I'm going to knock you down so I can build you back up. Yeah, yeah. That's basically what we're getting at, because he then does last sentence say, if you have... If I," He's basically like, listen, trust me, I have the ability to restore all of your powers and get back everything you lost in the Soul Society. I
1: remember, he goes into, like, training or something with him, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: So um, Udu's dad... Offers that to him, which sounds like a great deal. Wonderful. But But he does say he does have one condition. And you must swear to never associate with the Soul Reaper again. Clearly he doesn't listen. Which we all know that's not going to happen. because, And I don't remember what the logic is he uses to get around that. But I do remember he does like agree and then disobey. So at this point we come back to Kone, who is running around in Ichigo's body. So I'll just refer to him as Kone for the rest of this, but he is in Ichigo's body. Important to remember. He's running from Grand Fisher. They eventually end up in downtown because that's where the big fight takes place. Yep. And Grand Fisher, the whole time, he does not know it's not actually really Ichigo.
1: So he still thinks it's, it's Ichigo. It's yeah. He can't but, tell it's Conan, but
0: he keeps asking him. He's like, "Yo, why, why, why aren't you going Soul Reaper?
1: Oh, it's like, he's out. He's, he's like, just begging for the fight. Yeah.
0: He's like, "Go to your Soul Reaper form and fight me. Like, take me on.
1: Like, because he's all new, powerful now. Does he look gigantic still? Or is he, he, yes, he's, not? he's okay, big. Okay. He's big. I remember he got a huge. Yeah. So do we this, see him in his wrong car form, basically? Um, or is I he think still? I
0: would imagine this is basically it. Okay. Um, yeah, I would say yes. So the mod souls, okay, they oh, see they come back. Yes, they see Cone being chased by Grand Fisher from Urhar's shop, and and they they just kind of show him for a second, I'm like oh look, and they see they him. don't say anything. Yeah. So Cone starts to uh, fall after being knocked off a building, and just then he's snatched up by somebody. Yeah. It's the monsters. They do go and oh, help out. So they do go help They out. switch to their gi guys really quick. Okay, so they're cool. in their human forms. Damn, that sucks. Conko didn't get a gi guy. Yeah, no. And they do roast Cone by going like, "Wow, the Hollow must be pretty fast to keep up with you, since all you do is run away." Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> shit. It's basically the first few episodes are just people roasting each other back and forth nonstop. I like it so far. Yeah. So Grandfisher eventually finds them, and the girl mod soul is like, listen, I got a plan. And they run around the corner, and she casts an illusion. And so they cast an illusion, making it look like a desert. It almost looks like Hueco Mundo. Oh, okay. Um, but it doesn't make sense because they wouldn't know what that looks like, so let's just say it's a regular desert. And then Ichigo shows up, like in Soul Reperform. Okay, so actual- uh, oh, so that's still the illusion. That's, that's the illusion. Because if you forget the mod soul abilities, one is it, uh, to make an illusion, one is to transform into somebody, oh, and one okay. is to teleport and like, open portals and stuff. Um, and of course, as I explained, that's the kind of their idea. They got the illusion. They got the guy transforming to Ichigo because he gets his battle abilities. Remember, he gets yeah. his uh, talent and whatever. That's a good fucking power. Yeah. yeah. So they try to kind of do that combo, which they've done before, does not work well here because Grand Fisher immediately just knocks the mod soul away and shatters the illusion almost instantly. Um, and then he continues to chase after Con or Cone, who at this point is booking it. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's calling ass. Yeah, jumps after Cone. Finally grabs him, has him grabbed in his fist, tells him, listen, I have better things to do than chase you around and wait for you to turn into your soul reaper form. So slams Cone to the ground and says, if you want to die like a coward in your human form, you know, so be it. He goes to crush Ichigo when a blue barrier gets put up around like the body. I don't remember that. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't remember this either. I was very confused. by what was going on, but of course it's Ishin, uh, Ichigo's dad. For those of you who don't know or aren't cool, and know him by name. And we're on first base. Uh, goes name. like, see, I always told you to keep that with you. And he's referring to the lucky charm. The, oh, like so the, it's a barrier. Yeah. And he says, and at this point Isha's like, hey, sorry to disappoint, but Ichigo's a little busy right now, so and he's like, I know I'm not much of a substitute, but allow me to entertain you. And then he introduces himself to Grand Fisher as Ichigo's dad. So he does mention, and I don't know, um I do have it in here, but before that, we cut back to uh, a little bit more Shinji, Shinji. and Ichigo. We're kind of cutting between multiple fights here. The Uryu fight's done. We won't be going back to that one. But we do cut back to Shinji and Ichigo, who are still fighting. Um, and they both, at this point, sense Ichigo's dad. They both sense him. Does and Ichigo realize it's his dad, though? No, I don't right. he does not. And Shinji, they kind of hint towards, has sensed uh, both Grand Fisher and Ishin for a while now. Um, like, he knew about the Hollow for sure for a while. Even the one with Uryu, he was talking to Ichigo and kind of nudged, like, oh, you don't feel it, do you?
1: Ichigo's just kind of dense at that.
0: Yes. Yeah. He's not good at sensing the stuff. And so Ichigo basically says out loud, like, what is that power? And Shinji's like, it seriously took you that long, like, to, <laughs> to figure that out. And Shinji says he knows that one is a Hollow, but the other massive pressure isn't a Soul Reaper He re- he recognizes. He so Ichigo immediately leaves, tells Shinji to take his visor crap and leave town because he doesn't give a fuck. He's not going to join you. Yeah. And that's when we come back to Ishin, and he is already explaining that, hey, I'm Ichigo's dad. And then he throws the lucky charm, like the the red bag, back to Kone and says that he actually made it for Kone.
1: Oh, so he, he said, knew the whole yeah, time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And he says, and so Kone is like, how do you know who I am? He basically explains ever since the first day when he was in Ichigo's body, which is the cemetery where Grant yeah. Fisher he, he never t- once yeah. called him Ichigo. Never oh, once. Oh,
1: you're fucking right. Yeah, he
0: didn't. So and then he's like, Yeah, if you don't believe me, just ask those three over there. And he's referring to the mazuls who were hiding behind a bush. And they're like, Hey, it's <laughs> like, what's up?
1: Fuck I forget his sheen's that badass. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Big
0: time. So Grand Fisher is like, yo, sorry. It's like I understand you're his dad, but I'm only here for Ichigo. But if you're his dad, you must know where he is, so tell me. Because he just wants to fight Ichigo. Yeah, That's just, all he wants. Because
1: Ichigo wounded him, right?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Ichigo fucked him up. And then Ishin is like, listen, it doesn't matter if you don't want to fight because I've come here to fight you. So it's a little bit of a problem if you don't want to put up <laughs> a fight. But And so Grandfisher finds that hilarious, just like you. And he's like really an ordinary soul reaper, thinks he can take me on, which as we, as know, we know, he's a captain. He is not an ordinary soul reaper. And so at this point, Fisher transforms into an even bigger version of himself. So he was big already. Let's say I would say... He's about four humans tall when he first shows up. Is this
1: when he releases his uh, zombpacto thing? Yes, and okay. he becomes really big. So he releases like he becomes yeah. like like a, like a skyscraper. skyscraper big almost, like yeah. Yeah,
0: a little less than that. maybe like a ten story builder or something. Uh,
1: his is just like where the mask is just split open. Yes, in his face.
0: yes. He looks weird. He looks really weird. And Cone basically sees this and he's like, "Yo, he looks just like the Minos before." And Graham Fisher gets offended by that. It's like, "How dare you compare me to the weakling?" Blah 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 blah. And Ishin cuts him off and says. A wrong So should clearly knows. So the he word knows Arankar what they are, yeah. Because Grand Fisher was in the middle of saying, "Like, how dare you compare me to those weaklings of Minos? I'm a." And at then Ishan's like, "Yishin's like Arankar. a wrong card." A group, and then he explains a group of Halls trying to gain Soul Reaper powers by removing their masks. And at that point, Grand Fisher pulls out his giant sword. I don't know if you remember his sword is giant, yeah, he had a like gigantic insanely one, insanely big, and. He explains that the size of your Zanpak toe is related to the amount of spiritual pressure you have. Yeah. It, so the fact that his is so huge is like, yo, I have a lot. He's I big dick. I big dick spiritual pressure. Big dick. And he tells Ishan, he's like, because he sees Ishan's tiny baby
1: sword. Yeah, he's got like the yeah. little like.
0: And he's like, listen, if you're a reaper, you should at least know your lore because that tiny thing on your side ain't going to do shit yeah. to me, bro. And so at this point, Grant Fisher goes to finally stab Ishan. He's like, I've had enough. I'm going to take you out. They cut to the sky at this point. You don't really get to see what happens, but we cut back to Grandfisher, and he does the classic, uh, impossible, impossible. Yeah. And this is when we get the explanation from Ishan. Once a Soul Reaper reaches the level of Captain, they gain the ability to control the size of their swords. Yep, yep, we've heard because that before. Because if, if they didn't control the size, they would swing around swords the size of skyscrapers. Yeah, that makes sense. So he leaves Grandfisher with one last bit of knowledge, and like, hey, never judge your opponent by the size of their Zanpakuto. <laughs> and then he she's his sword and grant fisher gets cut into yeah so it's like we didn't know what happened they do the classic anime thing grant fisher starts to like fade away and he's like don't talk about lore until you at least learn that it's like sorry dude fucking is she dude total badass he is so cool he's so so cool and that's when we hear off screen someone finally asks some unknown person like oh have you avenged her urahara shows up which I don't remember this part. Yeah, he does show up. Um, I do remember that. Yeah, he shows up and he basically goes like, hey, it's been a long time since I've seen you in that hey form, buddy. Yeah. like how? And so they chat a little bit. Urahara says that he doesn't blame him uh, for the fact that his spirit energy withered up. Uh, talking about Ishin because Ishin. he hasn't used it for such a long time. Mm-hmm. And he does ask, like, hey, how does it feel to be a Soul Reaper again after 20 years? Fuck. So he's never been a Soul Reaper in 20 years. Then he asks Eshan if he's noticed, and Eshan's like, yes, they've made contact with him. So I think he knows that the Visors made contact with, with Ichigo. Ichigo. And then he does explain them. they call them the Masked Army, the Visors is what they uh, call them as. A gang of Soul Reapers who attempted to gain hollow powers. And then the only thing Eshan knows at the moment is that the Visors and the Aronkar are, are not working together. Yeah. So he doesn't know if they're good, if they're bad. He just knows they're not working together at this point in time. The enemy of my enemy is my enemy. Yeah. They also uh, state that Visors don't trust any Soul Reapers. They hate the Soul Reapers, don't trust them, don't like them. And if they've shown up and made contact with Ichigo, it must mean they're preparing for battle. So, and they still don't know what, what the battle, battle is, is, but they just know that they're preparing for battle. Ishan says that they've been aware of a Roncar popping up for quite a while now, but they've always kind of been stuck at the same level. So oh, they okay, haven't yeah, been yeah. like the biggest threat. But Grand Fisher was different, as in he had much more power than the normal level of a so he says that must mean Eisen made a deal with the would-be car to help them out. So Grand Fisher was nothing but a proto- prototype Prototized, who was basically yeah. sent out to get data. They're like, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like, dude, you're really strong now. Go out there, man. Go, go ahead, have go ahead, buddy. Just like, swing dude, that giant take out sword, whatever you want. It'll be so I'll good. Oh, the strawberry. Me. Yeah. So he goes out there and gets wrecked because, it, you know. And Urahara says, uh, "I would take another year for Eisen's Hogyoku to be at full power." And that's when we get Ishan once again saying, uh, once Aizen perfects his research, he'll mobilize the true Aronkars and a massive army of Menos, and they will conquer the world. So they're like, yeah, once he completes that. Is that really what he wants? I don't remember if that's what Aizen actually um, wants. Well, I think we know that is not what he wants, because I think he wanted to get the Soul King or something, right? He wants to get to the Soul King, yeah. Um, But that's what they're kind of assuming is his goal. He will get perfected the wrong cars, and then a huge army of Menos, and they will just come and take over everything. Yeah. Which is kind of accurate, um, but he doesn't ever really use a big army of Menos, but, you know, whatever. I mean, he takes his uh, spot and that's about it. Yeah. yeah. So, they do eventually uh, end their conversation by saying that there will be a full-scale battle with all parties involved, no matter what happens. Damn. And that's when Ishin uh, senses a spiritual pressure coming this way, and is like, yeah, it's Ichigo. It'll probably cause you some problems if he sees you like this. So... You know, shoot, scram, Sh- scooch, and that's when we cut to another meeting with the captains, which we don't get to see what they talk about here. Literally, just that they're having a meeting, and then it cuts back to Ichigo. I thought that was weird, so I just noted that because they
1: made like like oh meeting, meeting, and then they cut away instantly. And they probably sensed the wrong cards there, and we're like, oh shit, we got to send, yeah. you know. I think guy's crew. we
0: see um, next day Ichigo kind of thinking. He's like, I couldn't figure out who that spiritual pressure he was looking for because they were basically gone before he could arrive. Yeah. And we see Shinji. He shows up to school the next day. Just like normal. He's just like, like, hey, I attacked you yesterday, but hey. Yeah. And that's when he gets pulled aside by Ichigo because like, yeah, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, come on. And so Shinji says he hasn't given up. It's like, yeah, listen, I haven't given up on recruiting you just yet. And I'll follow you around until you say yes.
1: So Jesus. I remember how annoying he was. Yeah.
0: And he says, besides, so Shenya kind of explains the uh, visored uh, symptoms and stuff here. Mm. He says, besides, it's too late once symptoms appear. Visors can never be normal again. So you're kind of already on our side, Ichigo. And then he says, sooner or later, you're going to be swallowed up by the hollow inside of you because you will lose your sanity. And when that happens, your power will destroy everything around you. Your friends, your future, and even your identity will be blown to smithereens. So it doesn't sound like a good time.
1: I mean worth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And uh, this whole time Ichigo's just like, nah. Nah. Yeah, you know Ichigo. Yeah. He's just being uh dumb. Yeah. So dumb bitch. Shiji's walking home and he's like, fuck, I couldn't do it. And that's when he gets kicked into the back and we get the first uh appearance of is what is his name? Hitomi? What was their name Hiori?
1: Hiori's the, the little blonde one. Yeah, yeah. I think it's
0: Hiori. And she's basically pissed it's taking him so long to recruit Ichigo. She's like, what the fuck is taking so long? He's like, just She's the one in the red jumpsuit, right? Yeah. And so they kind of have their classic squabble, and Orihime and Chad show up. I don't know if you remember this.
1: No, I don't.
0: No, yeah, I do remember
1: Orihime being there and Chad. Yeah,
0: so Orihime shows up, and she's basically like, hey, I want to know what you want with Ichigo. Yeah. Because Ichigo won't tell me. It's like, if I, she she didn't, she hasn't asked, but she's like, if I ask Ichigo, he's just going to tell me it's nothing to worry about. And then just kind of write me off. So Hiyori introduces herself and says, "Unfortunately, she can't answer any of your questions, and it might be better if we just kill you here." So she goes to slash or Hime. Ooh, fuck! Yeah, but Shinji kind of grabs her and runs and stops, off. Yeah, yeah.
1: He picks her up and runs. Yeah, it, right.
0: And he does mention, "It's like, listen, if we're trying to recruit Ichigo, killing his friends is not going to do us any favors." Yeah, he'll so. just make him,
1: make him angry. Yeah.
0: Finally, we get to see Uryu. He goes to meet his dad in his is he office. All emo right now. Not really, Um, but he he goes to confront his dad, and he's like, listen, I've thought about it. I want you to restore my Quincy powers back to me. If you do, I give you my word. I won't do anything with Soul Reapers or their allies, and then he swears this on his life.
1: Hmm. So
0: I don't remember what he does to get around that, but uh, weird.
1: Yeah, very, very – I don't remember either. It's just like – because we see him when they open up the the Senkai Moan and then go to Hollow. yes. Welcome mundo but i don't remember what he does
0: so we cut to ichigo he walks inside of his house we get the classic welcome home ichigo we try to yeah. get a drop kick uh ex- except it's an elbow this time and he gets elbowed right in the face and it ichigo actually lands does. it yeah. actually landed like normally he'll dodge you know the father or will be sent him, flying yeah. um it i love lands that. and it's, so it's like it hits and then his whole family's like are you okay it's like is something wrong with you ichigo because you know he normally yeah. dodges or like we'll hit him back and so Ichigo just basically walks off and is just like, no, I'm fine. I'll be in my oh, room until he's dinner. Emo. Yeah, he's emo. And this one, we get a really nice scene with Cone. Because Cone, like, immediately starts calling him out. And is like, dude, and he, he kind of tries to snitch out Ishin, by the way. I don't know if you... He, he does. I remember Kone he tries, tries to, to snitch him yeah. out. And he's like... um. He's like, "Hey, tell me about your old man. Did you notice him acting any differently when you oh saw him down there?" Oh my god. Fucking and Cone, dude. So Cone gets kicked by the mo- the uh the girl mod soul who is there as well. But both in stuff animal form, form of course. And that's when we do find out we get a little bit of a flashback that before they left, they dispersed that night. Urahara told all of them not to say anything. It's like, "Listen, but don't say anything." Yeah. yeah. He's like, "Don't say anything about Ishin or what you saw here to anybody." And Ichigo doesn't even like say anything to Cone he's just like laying on the bed like whatever I don't care and so Cone goes up there and is like listen if you're gonna mope around and just be depressed all the time then I'm gonna fucking leave and pulls out the other mod girl and like they jump out a window wow fucking Cone dude and so once outside uh, Cone kind of like he's talking to the other soul cause she's like what the fuck what was that and he's like listen he's like if you're a freeloader you have to at least be considerate once in a while and actually be, you know... You
1: know, yeah, like a good guy. So, not, he, not, yeah, he yeah.
0: left to be a good guy. He was like, he's clearly... Ichigo's, like, feeling down and, like, depressed, so we should like, leave. Give him some space. Yeah, so he he left, like, That's to give... That's good come read the room. Yeah. 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 So, Ichigo basically says, ever since his fight with Byakuya, he's been able to hear him, referring to Ichigo. Ichigo, yeah. Um, just kind of calling to him. And then we do get Ichigo talking to him at this point, in his room, just laying down. And Ichigo basically teases him. <laughs> he's like, listen, eventually... I'm. I'm just gonna keep getting closer and closer to you until eventually I swallow you up and he's you'll like, disappear. Friends. Yep. So he's basically like, "Yep, yeah, you have a you know, have fun because I'm gonna just get closer and closer and closer." And that's when Ichigo's sister, the um, the older one the with the black hair, Karin, I believe is her name, asks to come in. Yes. And she comes in and she's basically like, "Hey, what's been going on with you? Are you okay?" Like, and Ichigo tries to play it off. And she, at this point, is like, "Listen, I know."
1: And she says, I know all about your secret. I know you've been a soul reaper. How does she, re- I don't remember. I knew she knew, like, she could see. Because then mm. that sets up when um, she did- she's uh, being chased by the hollows. Yeah,
0: and she did a lot of stuff with um the Karakura risers. She's already done that with Genta and Ururu. Oh, and, yeah. Um, they went around and fought hollows already. So we've known for a while that she could see hollows. She throws a soccer ball at them, right? But this is the then, first right? time, yes. This is the first time that she has told Ichigo that she knows that he's a soul reaper. So we see the research facility in Soul Society, and no Miri is there, and no, I don't even think Nemu. Mimu is there, but yeah. it's just all the people on their computers, you know, do-do-do-do-do. And they say they're picking up a reading in the east side of Karakura Town. They're here, is what they say, and then we see something crash down out of the sky into the park. So, if you watched last Bleach boys, we were having a discussion on who we think who shows we up first. first. right? Was is I right? Is it and Yami, or is it Graham Joe? It is Olkiora and Yami. I knew it. See, I was right. So, they do show up first. But before we see, even see that, we cut back to Ichigo. And he's basically like, a soul reaper. That's ridiculous, Karin. Like, what are you talking about? And I think you finally lost it. Like, trying to, like, I'm Trying to, like, yeah, yeah. fib his way out. But she's not taking no shit. She's like, don't play dumb with me. I've been able to see them for quite a while now. And then she's like, at first I didn't understand why, but Don Kenoji kind of showed her, like, you know, what's going on. And then I we forget see about him. the classic screen shake, spiritual pressure thing. or like, Brrr. I love that. I think that's such a cool, it's like, like, effect. Oh, shit. And then we see the younger Kurosaki sister, which I don't remember what her name is. Yuzu. Yuzu. But she's asking her dad, like, oh, is that an earthquake? Like, she thinks so it's so she an can earthquake. Feel so she can too. feel it too. And she thinks that's an earthquake. Then we see Ishigo go to run off and jump out the window, like a classic. But she's, he's stopped by Cotting, and they kind of look each other in the eyes, and Ichigo's like, I'm sorry, and then turns into a Soul Reaper form and jumps out the window. And we cut back to Soul Society again. We're doing a lot of cutting back and forth. Someone is telling Captain Commander that they've confirmed two Aronkars in East Karakura, and based off their spiritual pressure, density, and stability, we believe they are fully developed Ooh. Ooh, And that's little what do they know. Do you do see it is, Yami. Little do they know. Yeah. And a little... Important thing to know here because it does come into play a little bit later. It's a little bit of a spoiler. We do see Toski running, uh, going for a run. She's like, she just finished working out of school because she's part of like the uh, kung fu or whatever class, and she's like, I'm gonna go take a run. I'll be back. And that's when we cut back to Yami no Kiora. and Yami mentions he had been to the world of the living before, huh? Like a long, long time ago. And he, he does say, hey, I've been here before when I was masked. So like as a regular Hollow. And he's referring to just the world of the
1: living as a whole. So he wasn't referring to it as during the I don't the think whole. specifically
0: he's talking about Car Car Town, but he is say, I've been here, I've been to the world of living before when I was still masked. So before Ooh. he was a new Iran car. And he's like, oh, it's interesting that everything is still the same. So it could not have been that long ago, really, that I he was there. I wonder if he was...
1: Around sometime when Ichigo was still there, but he no, he said it wasn't Kurakara Town, right?
0: right? Yeah, well, he he said he just says he's been to the world of the living before while he was still masked, so meaning when he was still just a regular Hollow before he became an car and everybody starts because it's a park, so all of the park goers start inspecting this crater like what the fuck is yeah. that? Because they can see the crater, they just can't see Yami Yami and, Old Kyora. yeah Yami is basically like, yo stop staring at me, you fucking whack jobs, and he threatens <laughs> to suck out all of their souls. And at this point, he starts doing that. Do
1: yeah, like he takes this? that big inhale, right? And starts he opens, Yeah, he out.
0: opens his mouth and just starts sucking in souls. And it goes so far at the area of the souls he's sucking in that we see Chad and Orihime. Like on the other side of town, someone collapses right in front of them. Damn, like, dude. They, they were at school, right? They They were just like walking in like okay. one of the alleyways. Of course, fucking alley kids. Yeah, so it's like they collapse, and Chad and Orihime see that, and they immediately start running towards the direction of where the souls are being sucked to. And we get a nice scene where Chad makes Orihime promise, listen, if anybody is still alive when we get there, please focus on healing them. Oh, yeah. Do not try and help with the fight. You know, like, focus on healing. And Yami asks Okiora how many people are they actually supposed to kill in the world of the living? Like, why are they there? What are they doing? Okiora just says one. And he's been told there are only three people that have anywhere close to enough spiritual pressure to put up a fight against them. Jose,
1: let me ask you. What are the three people? Ichigo, Urahara, and I don't know who the third person would be. Okay. Okay. You did get two out of three.
0: You did get two out of three. It's not a machine, is it? We'll cut to that in a second. Then they notice a survivor in the park of other people close to them because they selected all the souls, yeah. and basically, everybody close to them has been fucked. Anyone with weak spiritual so pressure. So they notice right? a survivor, and it's Tatsuki. Oh. Tatsuki is like crawling yeah. on the ground, still up. She can see both of them. She sees both of them. Okira and but Yami. But she's
1: just, yeah. Or does she just see like that weird little. No, like, she sees both oh, of them. Okay. Completed,
0: like full as day. She's unable to move as they kind of go over her because the spiritual pressure thing is in effect, basically, mm-hmm. where weak people can't really move. And Yami says if his Gonzui. Didn't suck out her soul that she must have some pretty good spiritual pressure herself. So good, uh, you know, recommendation for Tatsuki there, which I think she's one of the biggest missteps of all of Bleach. They could have done something with her. Yeah, they. I, I she always is thought that super underutilized, and it's kind of sad because they set her up, and I like her character a lot. She's like a tough girl. She could have been another fighter like Chad. Yeah, but they just they don't ever use her for anything, which sucks. And he asked like Yami asshole girls like, hey, she one of them? Is this one of them right here? <laughs> And Okiora is like, dude, her soul is literally about to be crushed by you just standing there. So, no, she's trash. I love Okiora, too. He's just like, no. Yeah. Then Yami goes to kick her away, and that's when we see Chad show up and blocks the kick while Orihime is already next to Tatsuki trying to to heal. Like, kind of take her away. She's not even going strictly for the heal because Chad then tells Orihime to take Tatsuki and leave. Yami asks Okiora again, hey, is this one? one of them? And Olga's like, yo, you really need to work on your investigative powers here. Because, <laughs> and he's like, he's trash. And so Chad charges up a big attack. We see a huge explosion. And Yami just fucking punches Chad right in the dome. Right. Like Chad goes yeah. up, like, running like, ah! And he's like, bap! <laughs> just, like, fucking sends him flying. Dude, I remember Chad got and, fucked yeah, Chad didn't this. stand a chance. He gets knocked out from that, by the way, yeah. just instantly. And that's when we see they you're going to go over and obviously finish up Chad. And then Orihime comes back, drops Totsky. Okay. Is, is it when she uses her Sons in Keshu? Yeah. So she drops. She fucking is so stupid. She's leaving with Totsuki. She looks back. She hears Chad get fucking domed. They see that they're going to go finish off Chad. So she drops the already endangered Totsuki, goes back to save Chad, which just doesn't make much sense. And she's basically standing over Chad, like, saying, you know, please wake up, wake up. And Yami's like, "Oh, Kira, what about her? Is she trashed? Oh, running gig yeah oh okay, here's once again yes she's trashed and that's when we get kind of a lot of thinking to herself like you know these two are way too strong for either of them to stand up to meaning chad and her but that's why uh chad wanted her to stay away so chad kind of had the read on that He was yeah. like listen it's like these two people are gonna wait way too, way too much so let me handle it and you, and you dip out yeah, yeah. And she's like, she's realizing all this. Like, yo, he saved both of us by fighting, like, as in her Tatsuki and her. But like he knew he was going to get hurt. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He knew he, he was knew was fight. done. And so Yami goes to do a finger pointer stab at her. Like, you know, like, yeah, I'll take her out really quick. And Orihime has her, her back to him. And that's when she does her Satin Keshu. And she puts up a shield stopping Yami's attack. And then Yami is very confused by this. Oh, yeah. So she stops Yami's attack. And Yami's like, what? It's like, what? what is she? And then Orhima uses her powers to heal Chad's wounds while basically like staring down Yami. She's turned around at this Damn, point, so she went badass. Yeah, she yeah. went really badass. And Orkira is just watching at this point, kind of thinking and trying to figure out what her powers are. And that's when we kind of get his inner thoughts, where she's like, "He's like, it's not healing powers per se, um, but like she's either reversing time, time or space. Yeah. Like he puts that together almost instantly, and he says it's something he's never seen before. So she is a strange human." which he figures all that out almost instantly. And Orihime gets to think to herself as well. She's basically like, I just need to hold out until Ichigo gets here. But then she kind of like backtracks on that because she's like, why do I always just rely on Ichigo? Yeah, I remember you know? she starts kind of doubting herself. Yeah. A bit. She says she doesn't want to be a burden to Ichigo anymore. She has to stand up to them without Ichigo. Like she needs to do something besides just rely on Ichigo nonstop. And – she can't do much, but she can at least do this, and that's when she calls forth her attacking version of her ability. Oh yeah, the um, and then she sends it to attack Yami, and Yami just blocks it with the palm of his hand. Yeah, I remember he just like yeah.
1: slaps it away. I
0: think, and then he's like, "What was this thing? A fly?" And then it's just like, "That's it." It was just like, "What?" That, that was can you nothing. Imagine
1: Yami, this giant ass dude, and the little fucking thing.
0: Yeah, it was like a good try, I guess. And this is what I thought thought was really interesting here, Jose. Yami is the one to originally suggest that they should take Orihime back. I
1: thought it was Okura
0: this no. whole time. Yami sees that ability and the fact that she can heal, and Yami says something like, hey, should we take her back to show Aizen, like this weird human? That would be smart, yeah. Makes and sense. And is the one to say no. Okiora is like, no. But then he's
1: the one that gets sent to go get her. Yeah,
0: yeah, So, but the first time, Yami's like, let's bring her back. Then Okiora's, no, that's not necessary. Leave her. And so he goes to attack Orohime again and finish her off because they got the, no, we don't want her. And then Ichigo shows up. And he's looking pretty fucking cool when he shows up. Orohime immediately apologizes to Ichigo. And Ichigo's like, it's fine. You know, whatever. Like, don't, Ain't don't no thing. And goes Bankai immediately. Immediately. Because he knows he get has to, to. Bankai. And so Yami asks Okiora if this is the guy. And Okiura's like, yeah, that's that's him. That's who we're here for. Yami goes to punch Ichigo. He blocks it with a sword. Yami visibly sweating by the fact that he just got blocked by this little sword. Because he's never been stopped yeah. before. Ichigo jumps past him, cuts off his arm. Which is kind of, you think about it. Let's just pause for a second. Knowing what we know in the future about the Espadas and all that stuff, the fact that Ichigo was able to very easily, easily cut through. off Yami's arm was like an insane power. Yeah. Just right at the start. Crazy. Crazy. Because
1: uh, they're supposed to have really thick skin. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: So Yami goes to use his sword, and Olchiora is like, yo, the fact you have to use your Zanpakuto at all against him is really embarrassing. Yeah. And this freaks out Ichigo because this is kind of the first time that he sees, like, wrong like a wrong car. A wrong car on, like, a Zanpakuto yeah. wielding a wrong car. And so he starts to think, like, are they visors? And that's when we get the switch to, to Ichigo. Ichigo is trying to come out at this point, but Ichigo, of course, won't let him. He's suppressing it, yeah. And because of that, Yami just pummels the fuck out of him at this point. Yeah, I remember. Because they're having, like, an inner conflict, and Ichigo's like, let me, let me, let me, let me, let <laughs> me. And Ichigo's like, no. And then Yami beats the shit out of Ichigo. And Okiora, once again, Detects immediately it. notes something is going on with Ichigo. He says, there's something weird going on with the spiritual pressure. It keeps fluctuating from normal to high. When it's low, it's inconsequential. But when it's high, it's higher than mine. So, Holy fuck! Yeah,
1: but that's just him at that base level, right? Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. base
0: level Okiura. He does note, but it's like, yeah, it's weird because like normally like his low version, who cares? Who cares, right? But it fluctuates really high, and it's like, fuck. Okay, He's goddamn. Like, Shit, I'm
1: gonna have to fucking release.
0: Yep. So, Yami you know goes to do his final punch on Ichigo, and that's when he hits a red wall, and we see Okiura oh, and Yoruichi show up. Okyura? Sorry, uh, uh, Uruhara uh, Urahara, Urahara, yeah. Urahara and Yoroichi. The two of them show up, and Yoroichi's basically like, yo, I got this one. L- let me get this one. <laughs> so, Yoroichi basically starts to fight Yami, which I don't remember. Yeah, I do remember that as she steps in. In yeah. my mind, I remember for sure Uruhara. I remember the both of them show Urahara up. Uruhara was there. And, and I know Uruhara does fight them. Yeah, But I did not remember the fact that Yoroichi just basically wrecks Yami. Yami, yeah. Like it's not even close. Like just doing like kung fu moves and like spinning on his neck and shit. Just like punching him down. Just like him takes him the everything. fuck out. Does like some sweet ass combo and then knocks him out. Like instantly knocks out Yami. So of course Yami eventually gets back up and he does a Serro. First time we see the Serro oh, yeah. from the round card. Is Aron it the car. red one? Yep, yep. Tries to do to Yoruichi. and then Yami it, it hits and Yami's like ha, no one could have escaped that range. Easy money. But that's when the smoke clears and we see Urahara. Yeah, Urahara stepped in. It. And he says, uh, he's like, hey, you know, if I b- just blocked this arrow, I would have been worried that others would get hurt. So I simply just responded with an attack of the same kind. Uh, and he's like, I'll be happy to demonstrate for you if you don't believe. And then immediately does Benihime again. And that's Akingo when we see- He's so good. He's so good. And that's when we see Olkiora steps in to block that attack. So he punches Yami in the stomach and he basically calls him an
1: idiot. Okiora does, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he does the Vegeta uh, Napa thing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: And he says, and Okuyura is like, "Oh, this must be Urhar
1: and Yoruichi Then, mm-hmm. and oh, was Yoroichi the other one that they had to kill? Yes. Okay, so it was they, them. Three, they they yeah. weren't
0: coming to kill them. They they were just on the list of potential threats. Oh, okay. They gotcha.
1: were just there for Ichigo.
0: So, Okuyura tells Yami's like, "Listen, at your current level, you wouldn't stand
1: a chance against them." Could you imagine if you know, knowing what we know, he went straight up to that form? Yeah. Well, they they do say, so they go to leave at this point.
0: And Ogier is like, job done. Let's go. Yoruichi tries to kind of prod them into staying in fight. Like, mm-hmm. And Ogier turns around and is like, hey, listen, I'm sure you know well that trying to fight us while protecting the trash would be very difficult. Because there's a lot of people. Yeah, the there's park. a lot of
1: people on the floor, yeah.
0: So, he's like, well, we're just going to head back and tell him that the Soul Reaper he was interested in has no value whatsoever. And Damn, then
1: just as Ichigo is yeah. shit. yeah.
0: And we get Ichigo, you know, starts feeling really guilty about the fact that Chad or Hime and Tatsuki got injured because of him. And that's when we get to see the, um, I believe it's the next day, the gang shows up. I'm talking Renji, Matsumoto, Gaia. They're at school. Uh, Yumichika, I believe is the guy's name. Yumichika the... I- Ika- Ikaku. Ikaku, yeah. And they say, like, hey, we're here on Orders from Above. There's been a car activity. And we've been sent here to team up with a Substitute Soul Reaper. So... And then Ichigo is just basically like, what's the Iran car? Like, where's yeah. that? Because he doesn't know. Ichigo's the only one out of the loop. He has no idea. And they're in class because they show up, which they do a good job of tying it together because in the Bount Arc, Renji is the one that goes to Karakura Town. Yeah. And... So Ranji basically shows them where the classroom is. Like, yeah, come on, guys. Like, oh, let's go to right the classroom. I remember they all show up, and they're all yeah, hanging they out all, with Ichigo They, at they the all back, show up. And so they explain that to Ichigo. And he's like, well, what's in a wrong car? And that's when we hear it's the guys who beat you up yesterday, you dumbass. And it's Rukia standing in the window of the classroom. Of and they kind of do a weird thing here where they have Rukia, like, shadowed out. Like, they try to, like, oh, who
1: is it? Who, who is it, it? But beat? you can tell by the hair. Yeah
0: this is an interesting thing to note because canonically let's say we cut out the bount arc yeah that makes sense because it's like oh we're not going to see her again for a while last time we saw her was a goodbye yeah and but in she's... the bount arc she already came back yeah we've already seen her she's already come back yeah so it guess... kind of ruins the impact of that i agree though cuz uh, they did that once before with something else right yes. at the bount arc yes so that i had a little bit of a problem with i think it ruins the impact of Ruki coming back but i am happy to see my girl back and we do get an after-credits scene, which I want to mention here. And this is not um, the preview for next time, like I mentioned before. This is after-credits as in... There's, uh, like, a little bit of lore They do, like, a little comedy kinda, yeah. thing at the end. So we see Ganju. He gets yeah. invited to the squad for barracks for dinner, which is, like, Hanatoro and yeah. all of them. And he's having dinner with Unohana and Hanatoro and the uh, vice captain of that squad, who I can't remember her name. Uh, Is that his sister? Yes. Uh, not uh, Hanatoro's sister, but the... The, the, uh, the silver haired one, right? Yeah, silver haired one. Yep. With the Jedi. Yes, yeah. With the Jedi, with a Padawan pa- hair. With yes. the Padawan hair, yeah. And so they're making basically like a giant stew, but then they're like, oh, shit, uh, Hanator, you forgot the, the meat. Like, what the hell? And Unahan's like, oh, don't worry. I have something prepared already. He's like, don't worry about it. And they eat the stew, and they're like, wow, how did you have this ready? This is so good. And he was like, yeah, I caught this meat wandering right outside the front door.
1: So. Huh? they just ate ganju's boar oh no i forget he rides around on a boar yeah bonnie bonnie yeah so they're eating bonnie so yeah oh they fed ganju's
0: boar to him oh that's so fucked because like they say that he's like bonnie (laughs) (laughs) i was like what the fuck so fucked yeah i was like holy shit so, cut back to the actual canon stuff. I just thought that was fucked up. Holy shit. Holy shit, dude. Ganju, I'm sorry. So, Rukia jumps in the classroom and kicks Ichigo right in the face.
1: As always. And
0: she, like, kicks Ichigo in the face. He stumbles backwards. Renji grabs him. And then, like, R- Rukia punches him a couple more times. And then pulls him out into Soul Reaper and drags him off. Ah. And Rukia takes him to fight a Hollow, And basically, he's like, hey, there's a Hollow down there. Go fight it. And he... It, this part was a little weird because... Ichigo's obviously in a funk because yeah. he feels bad. The visors are trying to get him. His boys just got fucked up. So, but he gets fucked by this regular
1: holo. He just gets beat up by a regular hollow. Yeah. Is he just that off his he game? He gets
0: smacked around like a bunch. And then Ruke is basically saying the same thing. Like, you shouldn't have a problem with a holo like this. Like, what yeah. are you doing? So Ichigo knows that. And he goes to unwrap his sword because, you know, it's like covered in the wrapping. Yeah. And then he sees Hichigo again in his mind. So he's still, like, thinking about Hichigo, and Hichigo laughs. And basically, he's just like, I'm getting closer and closer, and then he gets smacked again. Yeah, so Hichigo's really put him on the road. And this is when we get a nice speech from Rukia, okay? So I want to remind everybody of the standings on this point really quick. After watching and reading the manga and anime the first time, to completion. I'm talking about that was your Blood War yeah, arc yeah. and everything. Firmly in the camp of uh, Ichigo and Rukia should have ended up together. Right? Rewatching the series, I started off obviously, Ichigo and Rukia should end up together because they spend that's, the most that's time together. That's there. what happens, yeah. Like, but then we get the Renji Rukia flashback in Soul Society arc, and I'm in the camp of, of. Renji Rukia? Renji Rukia, boy. Okay, so we get this speech from Rukia, and she basically says, I wrote down as much of the speech as I can. I'm going to butcher it, I'm sorry. She says, what are you afraid of? I know they hurt Orahime. They got Chad, too. And he's like, are you really so weak you would give up because of something like that? Is it because you're afraid of losing, or are you afraid you won't be able to protect your friends? Or is it afraid of the hollow that you know is inside of you? So she knows. So she knows.
1: They probably filled her. Yeah, Yeah. I imagine
0: Biakia kind of let her know. Um, She continues her speech. If you're afraid of losing, you just have to get stronger. If you're afraid of losing your friends, you just have to get stronger and make a vow that you'll never let them down. But if you're afraid of the hollow within you, you must not only become strong enough to destroy it, but pledge yourself that you will. And then she says, even if no one believes in you, stick out your chest and scream your defiance because that's the type of man that I know you are. Uh, And she goes, I know it in my heart.
1: Team Rukia and Ichigo, Ichigo, dog.
0: Hell yeah. Hell yeah.
1: Dude, I, I saw that the first time. I was like, that shit was so good. Holy crap. I wonder what made him change his mind, because it really does seem like it's supposed to be Ichigo Rukia. Um, I just think it was very, it was much easier to be like,
0: oh, I kind of set up the stuff with uh, Renji and Rukia, and then Orihime very clearly has a crush on Ichigo, so I'll just kind of <laughs> plug and play. Uh, and, of course, once he hears a speech, Ichigo defeats the worthless Hollow like yeah. it's nothing. They both go back to their bodies, and Rukia drags Ichigo to Orihime. and makes him apologize for being I so I do weak. remember that, yeah. Yeah. And Ichigo apologizes, says he'll get stronger next time, so they won't let, so he won't let them hurt you again. And that's when we see the Soul Society gang all show up at Ichigo's room, and like, hey, I remember they're up. all like hanging out there. They yeah. pop up through the ceiling light. They're like, hey, how's it going? And they're here to explain what Aronkars are to Ichigo. We get a fuck ton of lore here, like an insane Jesus. amount of lore, like it's right. crazy. Okay, so Renji explains most of this, and we do get a little bit of the R- Rukia drawings at this point as well. But I didn't write anything down about that, so we do get him. But I'm just going to skip that. He says, Arankars are basically hollows, but ones that have removed their mass, which we've known before, mm-hmm. and have gained the powers of both hollows and soul reapers. Until recently, they were few and imperfect, but now that Aizen has begun manipulating with the Hogyoku, mature, fully developed Aronkar are being born, like the two you ran into the other day. Uh, the Soul Society was willing to sit back and see if anything would develop with the Arankars, but that was before Aizen got involved. So they knew about yeah. them way beforehand, obviously because Isha knew about them. So they were watching them, but now the eyes there, there is like, oh, shit. Um, we also had to deal with three of our captains going to the enemy side on top of all the uproar from the Bound incident. Yep. So they do kind so of slide do, that in there. They're like, yeah, yeah that did, that did happened. happen. Mm. Uh, meanwhile, the fully developed Aronkar were completed much sooner than we expected. And now that they've been sent into this world, they can't sit back any longer. They selected a team to be sent here at once. Obviously, the team that has arrived that I described earlier. Selected by head captain Yamamoto. Central 46 has remained vacant since Eisen killed all of the leaders remember, of Central yeah. 46. So ultimate decision-making goes to Captain Yamamoto. So he makes all the decisions at this point. Makes sense. Which makes is sense. interesting to know. That's kind of like how someone would take power. Yep. Um, he says, simply taking the mask off a run-of-the-mill hollow wouldn't result in anything particularly dangerous. So like if just some random hollow in the street decided, hey, I'm going to take off my mask, it still wouldn't be very powerful. Just, just wouldn't. Um, the hollow would need to be Minos level or above if they plan on taking the Soul Society on. Yep. So let's do a little bit of a quiz here, Jose. And I think you nailed one of them earlier. There, we learned that there are three different types of beings under the name Minos. It's like the Gillian, the and then the
1: uh, cars, I think, something like that. Uh, you got two of the three. Do you want to take another guess at the last one? You know it. I, I know, I, you know, I know it. it's Gillian, and I know it's mm-hmm. Uh I forgot what the last one is. It's got a r- different name.
0: Okay. So the first and the lowest of them is the Gillian. Yeah, that's the the regular one we see. Yes, that's the big one that shows at the very beginning. There is another one with, like, multiple eyes and stuff. So for the Gillian, they explain there are many of them. Mm-hmm. Their main characteristic is they all look the same. This is the one that Ichigo defeated at the very beginning of the series. And they could be considered kind of the foot soldier of the Menos uh, genre. Mm-hmm. They're big, they're slow, and their intelligence is only slightly higher than that of a wild animal. So he does mention that this type, so the Gillian, is hardly any trouble at all for a captain to subdue and kill one of them. So not that big of a deal. The problem is the next level, and this class is called the Ajukas, uh, somewhat smaller than the Gillians, and there are fewer of them compared to the other ones, but they are highly intelligent and much better fighters. And they control the large number of Gillians. Okay, yeah. So they're kind of like the uh, commanders of that group of Gillians. And then we get the last class, the Vassalorres. Vassalorres. There yeah. we go. I did know
1: it. I just did. Yep. I forgot what it was. The, the st- highest
0: class within the Menos. Um, they are equal to humans in size, and there are very few of them in in all of Hueco Mundo. These Vassalorres are believed to be even more powerful than the Soul Reaper captains are. So. He does say exactly how much power the Menos have gained by turning into a cars are still unknown. But now that three captains have decided to lead the Menos, if Aizen has more than 10 of those vassal Lords under his control, then civil society is fucked.
1: Oh, then Obviously he doesn't say espada. fucked. I just
0: added that. So let me, let me read a little bit more Then I have uh, a question for you, Jose, because your memory is better than mine. So we see Yami and Olkiora at this point, they return to Aizen and he's sitting on his classic throne chair but at this point, I don't think they had, like, the kind of room set up, like, with, like, the long table the long that they table. wanted. Because, it's just
1: the, the throne room, right? Yeah, well, he's
0: in a giant room, and there's a bunch of jagged rocks in the middle of it. And we see, like, a bunch of shadows of people on the rocks. So, kind of like when we first see the Akatsuki from uh, oh, yeah, Naruto. Oh,
1: all, all, like, shadowy and... Yeah.
0: So, we see them, and they're definitely not all Espada. Because I can kind of, you can see, like, with what you know now, who the shadows are. They're not all Espada. So... But they do say basically like Aizen gets lit up by a light and he's like, Hey, please go ahead and share what you learned in front of your 20 brothers. So Mm. they kind of try to trick you here and heavily imply that he has 20 Vassalordes. Yeah. Because they go hot off the press from if he has even 10 we where fuck. And then Eisen's like, Oh, I have 20. Please share what you know in front of your 20 brothers. And it's like, okay, so we're just playing tricks here. Um, Aizen asks Okiura to show what he learned in the world of the living, and at this point, OlkyR pulls out his left eye. Yeah, I do remember that. And crushes it, causing glitter to go everywhere.
1: He's just like uh, Gara.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then like Aizen kind of does like the uh <laughs> just like leans back, he's like, Oh, I see, I see. He, he yeah. inhaled it all. And then we get the first appearance of Grimjo here. Uh, my boy. Yep. He calls them both weak for not having killed each go then and there. And Okiura says that, you know, like, listen, as Ichigo is now, not a problem. Who cares? And he's like, what Aizen is concerned about is his growth rate. So that's why they went to go see Ichigo because he thinks he has an abnormal growth rate.
1: Yeah, he's just leveling up like fucking crazy. Oh, yeah.
0: And they say the boy has tremendous potential right now. His powers are unstable, but he may be useful to us in the future. So Okiora thinks that at some point. So I think this obviously doesn't come to fruition at all. Yeah. But I have to think that... Okiora was hoping the hollow side of him would take over, and then they could use him.
1: That makes sense, yeah.
0: Because it doesn't ever come up again, the fact that they wanted to use him, but he does finish it by saying, you know, if he does become a threat, I personally will take him out, as an hero, I will take him out. And we get a scene with Tatsuki in her room, thinking about how she saw Ichigo as a soul reaper, running off at the mm. at the original fight, and then we get to cut to Orihime, who finally admits she's jealous of Rukia and Ichigo.
1: Ah, there we go. Yeah. And that's so, when it
0: all starts spiraling down. Yep. And then Ichigo's um, friend... Can you remember the name of Ichigo's friend? Is it Keigo?
1: Keigo, the brown-haired dude? Yeah, is it Keigo? The, or not the one that's on his phone all the time.
0: Uh, yeah, the brown-haired the yeah, brown Keigo. dude. Yeah, I think it's Keigo. So Keigo sees a hollow flying in the sky, and it looks kind of like a dragon hollow almost. And that's when we see the sky open, and Grim Joe appears uh, in the oh, sky. Oh, that's right. That's town. when he takes... Uh, yes. Um, so let's pause for a second, Jose. Because before we get too far away, I want to ask you a question. See? From memory... How many of the Espada are actually Vastilordes?
1: How many of the Espada? Yeah.
0: Because here's what I'm thinking. And I, I I don't I don't know. I haven't looked it up. I don't think all of them are Vastalordes. I, I seriously I don't think all the Espada all are Vastalordes. I,
1: I thought they all had to be Vastalords before they turned into Espadas. I don't think so. No? I think
0: the Espada are just the top ten ranked. So like the 10 strongest. Like that's what an Espada is. Um, but I think, and I'm totally guessing here, Jose, you have a better memory than me, so you might be right. I feel like it's the top five.
1: I seriously think it's the top five that are Vasalores I'm trying to f- remember who was in the top five. So you obviously know the top three. And yeah. then Olhura. And Noatra. Yeah. Noatra's number five, Grimjo being six. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I seriously think it was the top five. I don't remember. because So now let's let's do process of elimination here. Grimjo. He's not a Vassalorde, is he? I don't he know. Because he started off as a Panther,
1: right? Yeah, he... What was that? His he was a form? unique one. Yeah, he was he very unique because he ate everybody yeah. else. Yeah. And then gained the up. You know what? L- guys,
0: if you make it this far in the podcast, leave a comment. How many of the Espada were Vassalordes? Because I don't think it's all of them. I really don't think so. I think only a certain amount of them were Vassalordes because they say if there's 10, they're fucked. So I don't think all 10 of them were. So I'm going to cut back to the recap here. So everybody kind of disperses to go hang out for the night or goes with uh Rangiku and eventually hits but Hitsugaya kind of stays on the roof. She doesn't he doesn't want to come inside. And um Chad or uh, Rukia stays with Ichigo, of course.
1: You're right. It was the top 5. See, that's what I'm thinking. So, according to this, uh, so the total number of Vastal Lord class menos is 5 being Okira, Hawaburu, Barragon, Stark and Wonderwise. So not even oh, the Oh,
0: Whoa. Okay. Wonder why? So it's not the top five. It's the top four. Yeah. Oh. But because
1: Wonder Why was experimented and made to fight Captain Commander kind of thing.
0: Oh. Okay. And it
1: says Lilynette is technically considered one of them. Uh, really? Yeah.
0: But I guess like she's part of Stark though, right? They are like kind of like one whole thing. Yeah, they're a whole thing because yeah. it's like.
1: So I, I I just looked up and I guess it sent me to Quora. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah, fine.
0: So, potentially, that is accurate. It's yeah. on Quora, so that means somebody just answered it. So, at this point, Orihime kind of opens up to Rangiku, because Rangiku goes to Orihime's house to take a bath. Oh, it gets really
1: weird. Yeah, it does get yeah, really weird. Orihime
0: uh, opens up to Rangiku about how jealous she is of the fact that Rukia was actually able to cheer up Ichigo. Um, and she gets kind of starts being depressed, and she's like, they have such a special chemistry, and starts crying. And at this point, I would like to say Rukia and Ichigo forever, baby. Fuck what he made. <laughs> Fuck him. And that's when we see the rest of Grimmjow's gang show up. There's five other Aronkar that yep. show up as well. He tells them to open their, like, Pizikas or Piskizas. And basically, they have, like, a radar. And they basically do, like, send out, like, a sonar thing. And they sense all the spiritual pressure around them. So they can pick up on the strong people who have spiritual uh-huh. pressure. And they can tell there are more people than the original amount that Okura reported because obviously when Okura was there, Hizugayan gang was not there yet. So they're like, oh, there's more than what Okura reported. And they do this weird thing. I thought this was interesting. They flashed around quickly showing pictures of all the people with the spiritual pressure. You know, they like, yeah. oh, we sent seven spiritual pressures. And it goes
1: boom, 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 boom,
0: boom. And it shows everybody.
1: And then they split.
0: Yeah. So... Some of the people they showed, one of them was Chad, who is mm-hmm. knocked out at this point in time. But they still cinch Chad, Totsky, and Kago also come out. Uh,
1: yeah, because Kago does yeah. see stuff. So but- the only one who we at
0: this current point in time, I don't know if he ever actually does. We don't know who, uh, who doesn't see the hollows is the glasses guy.
1: Yeah, the guy on his cell phone the yeah, whole time.
0: He's the only one that we have no idea, and I don't remember if he ever does, see hollows. I don't think so. Even is he the part end? of the Car Carcure Risers when they no. become like a superhero squad? I don't
1: think so. I think it's Kago.
0: Yeah, kego for sure. Um, but I, I thought I was like, okay, we're going to pick on the weak ones here. Like, yeah. Uh, so – They kind of get sensed by Rukia as well at this point. And Rukia says that they're clearly not interested in the quality of the spiritual pressure. They're just making a hit list of everybody to take out. They're like, yep, we're going to take them all out. Here we go. And she says, anybody with slightly any spiritual pressure at all is being targeted. Damn. And so So each of sisters. Yeah, so, but which that's a great point. They're not shown at all so I, I don't know if they're
1: both of them can sense spiritual pressure yeah I don't know
0: if they're just like they were too weak to even show up or I, I don't know the reason but they they weren't on the list because Ichigo immediately puts together he's like oh fuck Chad and Orihime, and he does mention that Udio should be fine because he doesn't have any yeah, spiritual yeah, yeah. pressure because like oh cool we're good we're, we're good we don't have to worry about Shida." and Ichigo also immediately puts together like okay you know Matsumoto uh, Rangiku is at Orihime's house she should be fine but Chad is fucking knocked out. Yeah, he's by himself. So, and that's when we see a couple of nobodies that I will call nobody Aronkars. They show up to fight Hitsugaya and Rangiku, who are, they're both at Orhime's house. Mm-hmm. And one tries to attack Hitsugaya, he gets introduced as the 11th Aronkar. So, he is seat 11. I thought it was the other guy with the mustache. No, number 11 is the guy who fights Hitsugaya. Uh, the guy, are you thinking of Don is that Yeah, Don Panini, about? Yeah. He's like 100. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, Then we cut to Chad, and we find out that – did you know this, Jose? Orihime can leave her stuff to heal, like, when she's not there? Because the whole time, Chad was being healed by Orihime's, like, uh, fairy thing.
1: Oh, I didn't know she could leave him there. Yeah, Yeah. but Orihime's,
0: like, at home doing something else, and Chad was still being healed. So it's like she can, like, remote connect or some shit and do that.
1: Damn. She was broken. Yeah. Yeah, she was
0: broken as fuck. Chad gets up and basically tells, like, the fairy thing, like, hey, go back to Orihime. I'm good. I'm going to go out. And that's when we see an Arankar show up in front of Chad, and he's about to get attacked, and then Ichigo shows up and saves Chad, of course. Mm -hmm. So Chad notes, and like Chad, so as with it is with every beginning of an arc, there's a lot of "I need to get stronger" going on. Yeah, everyone's
1: like, "I got to train, You got to become a badass." Um,
0: Because at this point, Chad is kind of like he thinks himself, "I would have died right here if Ichigo didn't show up." And so Chad offers to help Ichigo, but Ichigo's like, "No, just leave. Like, you need to leave. Like, I'll handle it. Leave." Chad says he wants to help out, but Ichigo's like, no. It's like, please leave. Like, just just leave. So Chad says he understands and he runs off. And he's looking really depressed. And he runs by Rukia, who's like, Chad, wait. And Chad is, like, too deep in thought. To basically, realize it. Basically yeah. thinking that Ichigo doesn't trust him anymore to have his back. And Chad wonders if he'll ever be able to fight by Ichigo's side again because, you know, he's just so weak. And he just keeps running. He, Some say he's still running to this run, day. Run, Forest, yeah. run. So Rukia sees all this happen, and he, she's like, listen, let me take this fight because you're way too tense, and you're going to die. It's like, if you take this fight like you are now, like all fucking stressed out and wired, you're going to die. And that's when we see her pop out her soul candy, and we see her in her soul reperform officially. Mm-hmm. And Ichigo is very surprised by this, but once again, we've seen this already. We've seen Rukia in her soul yeah, reperform already. So it kind of ruins that as well. Um, Rukia explains basically how she, because uh, even in the Bound Arc, she wasn't fully healed, you would say. Yeah, like, she was still
1: injured technically. Like, yeah, yeah. she
0: couldn't really do much. So Rukia explains that her she wanted her spiritual energy to come back, so she had to stay in the Soul Society, which is overflowing with Reishi. And she says that even though Soul Reapers can't absorb Reishi as rapidly as the bounce could, because mm-hmm. remember, they could just heal forever. They do still have that power. So, so they can
1: technically heal while so they're there. So Soul Reapers can, like, slowly absorb reishi. So I wonder if Ukitake has something that isn't letting him absorb reishi. Oh, so interesting. he's
0: constantly dying. And she says she originally was supposed to hang out in Soul Society and chill out and, like, just kind of slowly let it get her powers back. But then the Aizen Rebellion happened and the bounce, and it fucked everything up. So, before coming back here, she had orihime heal her wounds, and then her spiritual energy was good as new. She's good to oh, go. Oh, wow. She's great. She yeah.
1: Could have used Orihima the so whole time.
0: So, uh, Rukia is fighting a wrong card number 16. I didn't bother to write down their names because uh are nobodies. Rukia basically one-shots this wrong card. Damn. So, I don't know if you even remember who I'm talking about. But she does her move where she makes the giant circle of ice on the ground. Oh,
1: and like she pulls the like sword sideways, and then
0: um, she doesn't do the sword sideways because I think when she does the sword sideways, she shoots the ice yeah. that direction. She just does the one where she makes the giant circle on the ground, and so she, the Oronker starts to get frozen. Like, but then he's like, "Oh, I'll just jump in the air. Like, what's the big deal? It's like, you can't. It's like sure you can freeze the ground, idiot. But I'm in the air, and the air is my domain." And it's then the she's Hawk like, one, "Well, right, or whatever." It's kind of he looks kind of like a tire, almost or like a. He's kind of got, like, claws. So, in case you forgot, <laughs> as the Arancar sorely misstepped, it makes, basically, it freezes anything in the circle. So, oh, it doesn't yeah, matter right. if it's in the air or if it's in the ground. It still gets frozen. It gets frozen. So, then we see a giant beam shoot up in the sky, and he gets frozen and cracked and instantly dead. Rukia one-shots this Arancar. And this is when we see Rukia as a gig guy, which was a really funny scene because it's got like a quirky girl personality, and, yeah. like it's just basically holding Ichigo down so he can't fight. But the gig guy explains that uh Rukia Zomukto is the most beautiful of all society. I do remember, yeah. Which is a thing that they do bring up later in the Thousand Year Blood War arc. They do talk about that. Uh, and sh- she also says that the gig guy explained this once again. That Rukia is strong enough to be a ranked position, so like a vice of, captain vice of like Kevin a squad. But uh, once she gets that position, the difficulty of her uh, missions will greatly increase. So she'd be in much, much more, more danger. So a certain someone has removed her off the list of potential Fucking candidates. Fucking dude. Yep. Yep. And then we see a super strong spiritual pressure show up. We get the brrrr That's my boy. Grim Joe. That's my yep. boy. Grim Joe shows up on the scene. And so we get the, a nice little scene with the other Arankar who are there sensing that the Arankar number 16 has been defeated. Who his name, by the way, is D-Roy.
1: Yeah, I do remember the name yeah. now, yeah.
0: And they basically shit on him. So like, he just oh, died. He was weak. Yeah, they're like, he was never much of a warrior even with Aizen's guidance. It's like, we weren't going to bring him, but he begged to Aww, come, so we brought him. Rip. And they're like, whoever went up against him was really lucky. It was like, <laughs> I was like, wow, I'd be pissed, dude. I'd be haunting the fuck out of those dumbasses. So we see the Afro Soul Reaper guy run past Kago, who's out. He's getting something from the vending machine. Yeah. And he's like, yo, if you stick around, your life expense is going to be zero, dog. You need to leave. <laughs> so then he keeps running. And of course, Kego doesn't listen. And that's when Ikaku busts K- through the wall right next to him. I love Ikaku, dude. Yeah. And they're fighting the Arankar. He has like kind of a red mohawk. I don't know if you remember him. Yeah. And Ikaku gets knocked towards Kego. Is he the bold? The bold. One of
1: them turns into like a bull thing. No, no, not this guy. Not this guy.
0: Um, then Ikaku is like on the ground next to Keigo And he's like hey Keigo He doesn't know his name but he's like I have a proposition for you He's like we're looking for a place to stay Because Ikaku <laughs> and Yumishika didn't <laughs> yeah. have a place to stay So like listen As I see it you're about to get killed by this guy Here Fucking Ikaku dude he's so, so fucking funny he's I love like, him. If you give us a place to stay I will personally protect you From this guy And of course uh, Keigo's like Yep yep okay thank you do it please So does Keigo just live by himself yeah, I suppose they don't. I, I haven't got to see his house yet, yeah. so I don't know. And then this is when the Aroncar introduces himself as Aronker number 13. So, if we're keeping track, number 16, 16 just got killed day. by Rukia, uh, number 11 is fighting Hitsugaya, and then number 13 is fighting Ikaku. And so he gives him his number but not his name. So, Ikaku kind of at this point is like, Listen, we're surely we're different because you're a hollow monster, I'm a soul reaper, but. I make it a point to always let my opponents know the name of their killer. Yeah. So he introduces himself and he says he teaches his pupils to do the same. Because Ikaku. if you're. Komadorama. Yeah, he says if you're prepared to die in battle, you should die knowing the name of the person who defeated you. So there you go. And this Arankar fighting Ikaku says that Arankar have iron skin. Yeah. Which is what we talked about before. The zero A little weird that Ichigo is just able to fucking slice and dice yami, yami like that. Because Ikaku's having a real hard time even leaving a scratch on this guy. And so he does say that no weapon can penetrate it, so I'm just going to fight you barehanded. This is what the Iran card is stating. And we get the Kenpachi Squad Classic here, where y- shows up, and just watching the whole time. Yeah, Not yeah. Not getting involved. 1v1.
1: Yep. He's like, it's a man's thing. Yep.
0: So Ikaku's strategy, he attacks, I don't know if you remember, he attacks with a sword in the left hand, the hilt in the right hand. Yeah. When he doesn't have a Shikai released. So that's how he t- attacks, which is a pretty cool fighting style, honestly. So the Irankar picks that up. He's like, oh, easy. It's like, I already know what he's doing. Like, he's like, what is he doing? And then they do a clash. Some dust blows up. Ikaku goes to attack again, and he swapped hands. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's he swapped on the, his sword yeah. to his right hand and his, to his left hand. So the Irankar thought he was blocking the sword. He blocked the hill, and then he gets slashed. And Ikaku congratulates the Irankar on this one. He's like, hey, this is a good fight, man. He's like, listen, you know, managed to knock out a couple of my teeth. But I do, he, yeah. He goes, which... This is interesting, Jose. Okay. He goes, um, it's not that big of a deal. I'll just have Akon give me a deal on some new ones when I get back. So I guess they just have replacement teeth, teeth on hand on hand, <laughs> and ready to go in the Soul Society. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Not that big of a yeah. deal, dude. It's like, get a teeth knocked out. Yeah, we got some new ones, dude. Don't worry about it. So the Oronkar then releases his Zanpakuto at this point because he's like, okay, yeah. you slashed me. We'll release it. Clearly, I have to teach you a lesson. Here we go. And then we cut back to Grimjo. Joe. Grimjo is asking which one of them is the strongest, which I want to take a second here before I even continue this paragraph. I do not like Grimjo's voice in the English. In stuff. his English, I, voice, do, I not do not like, like it. it. It's really uh, bad. It doesn't match the actual Grimjo. Um I think they that was horrible. You know, no offense to the guy they cast, but I think the casting was bad. And he's basically asking who's gonna take me on? Which one of you is the strongest? Rukia being the smart thing that she is, she immediately notes how much different he is compared to the one that they just fought because Mm. he's number six and they just did sixteen. Ten levels of ahead. And so she tells Ichigo to retreat. Like, yo, leave. Like doesn't like Doesn't Grimjo just immediately Yes. So Grimjo Rukia says retreat. Grimjo goes down, stabs Rukia right in the stomach. And then says, I didn't think it was you. And (laughs) (laughs) fucking hell. My boy. People are getting goddamn roasted left and right. So we cut back to Ikaku at this point, and then we learn an Aronkar's Zanpakuto is sealed with the core of his power in his body. Arankar take on their true forms to achieve their full power through the release of their Zanpakuto. Yeah. So they're basically just explaining how it works. And then the Arankar launches a fire attack because he's kind of like, he's released, he's got kind of like big shoulder things, and yeah, he shoots out he, fire.
1: Yeah, I remember him now. Yeah.
0: And Ikaku gets sent flying back, and this is uh, I thought this part was really interesting. This isn't so much of a lore dump. But I liked this part a lot because it shows a lot of how it works. Yumichika sees Ikaku gets sent back flying. And so he pulls out his phone, calls up Soul Society. Yeah. And he's like, hey, the destructive power of the enemy vastly exceeds the estimations that we were given. So we're going to need you to put up an area freeze of a radius of 300 units around Ikaku.
1: Oh, that's right. I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. And he's
0: like, the cost of the damage of the buildings will come out of the mission budget because obviously they're going to destroy a lot of shit. Yeah. And he does say unfortunately souls will be trapped in the target area as well. And our up like our number one priority as always will be to protect those souls. And then he does add as well probably do the same to all the other soul reapers as well yeah. as Ichigo. Because I can expect does an increase Ichigo in power of the same yes, he does. Okay. And then he ends it, final send his and begins squad funeral preparations for Ikaku Matorame.
1: Oh, no. Yep. I don't remember that at yep. all. Yeah. So he's immediately like, "Kaku's going to die. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so the Arankar smacks Ikaku again, and he says that the battle strength of an Arankar increases exponentially when his Zanpakuto is released. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, bye-bye to Ikaku at that point. He jumps up to finish Ikaku, and then Ikaku finally releases his Zanpakuto, so is now into his staff form. And then he just lights Ikaku on fire again. Because what a dummy. He switched to a staff form, and the guy was like, okay. It's like, sure, I'll just light you on fire again. Fucking. So Ikaku slams to the ground. He's looking real fucked up at this point. We get to the end here. He goes to finish Ikaku, but he blocks. And he basically, so he goes like to do a punch down, basically slam him down. And Ikaku is still like kind of blocking with his back, but we see that his Zanpakuto has been broken.
1: Oh, that's right. Um,
0: Which if he was about, he would be dead here, by the way. And Ikaku says he didn't want to use this, but since everybody's off fighting somewhere else, I suppose nobody else will notice. Bankai time, baby.
1: Wait, I thought he had to get his limiter removed for that. Nope. You just go he just bankai. goes straight into it? Yep. Oh. And so Yumichika
0: sees this, and he's surprised. He's like, wow, he actually decided to use it. So I think Yumichika just thought he was going to die not using the Bankai. Yeah. So he, he was not expecting that. And, of course, this also means Yumichika knew he had it. And they fight. The Arankar keeps thinking of ways to attack him. And he the whole time we, we get a stop bubble, Ikaku is basically just getting complimented over and over by the Zorankar. He's like, he's such a good fighter. So that bonkai only works off of the prowess of the guy using it. And he's good and he's smart and he knows it's like, Jesus, suck his dick already. Oh my god. <laughs> so we get an explanation from Ikaku that his weapon is actually it's it's when you use it, it's usually asleep. I remember and he has to wake it up. He has to wake it up by letting the enemy slash him up or him slashing the enemy up. And it fills up the red bar of the dragon on the back. Yeah. And that's when it becomes fully awake. And that's when we get the end of the last episode that I watched.
1: Do we get to see his Bankai again? So in this series, we do
0: get to see his Bankai again, but yeah, I don't I do think remember. it's so much later. Yeah. Um We do the next episode that we'll pick up on with next time. We do get flashbacks of Ikaku and Yimichika. Okay. So, so like we like their do romance and everything. Yeah. And like, I think when they first met and things like that, um and then we will of course see the end of all of these fights really yeah that will be on the next one so we're kind of deep into this because after I this, how fast it moves though it goes yeah. very fast because after this we move immediately into Grimjo goes back gets his arm cut off
1: Oh my um
0: boy. <laughs> we then each goes trains with the visors it's yeah, like that's, that's, just, that's, much that's just what, what happens, what happens yeah. immediately afterwards and then I mean, once they're done training with the visor, do they fight again in Karkur Town? Did they go to Waikamundo?
1: Ichigo and Grimjo fight one more time okay. and he fights one armed. And he's about to release uh, his yeah. uh yeah. his move, but then it's stopped by uh I think Aizen or Olkiora. Oh really? Yeah, the the yellow beam comes, he's like, Oh, he's like, oh. You got you just got saved, Soul Reaper. You're about to see my true oh, power.
0: Oh, I don't remember that. Okay, yeah, so we're deep into the uh I don't know, Aronkar Visor Dark. Been fantastic so far. The Dude, burns, I, yeah, burn I remember the liking it so much. Um, I took a lot of fucking notes this time, like so much, because I watched it when I'm working out. I had to keep stopping and rewinding, and it's like, cause they were just lore dumping constantly, and I was like, fuck. It's like I, I, you guys just said so much shit in 30 seconds. Like I have to go back and figure out what what you just said, and which hopefully, which I do think is the case, there's not a lot of lore at the end. I don't remember there being a lot of lore. Like once that's they're the end in, of Eisen. well, once they're in
1: like Hueco Mundo and fighting, I don't think we get any. I think they talk a little bit about Grimjo gets his backstory then. I think, oh or yeah, or like right oh, around yeah. then. Oh, um, well,
0: we do every time somebody dies, we do get their backstory. Yeah, I <laughs> that's, yeah. That is right. That's a, that's the Bleach thing. <laughs> that is right. Oh shit! So you're about okay. to get lore dumped. <laughs> yeah. So. And then we do find out how visors work and stuff like that. So there is a
1: lot more coming up. Oh, yeah. Fucking hell. Okay. Your, you remember Okioros? I don't remember if Okioros was actually in the I'm not sure. Anime. He had his own little couple of chapters that were crazy, and it talks about how he was just alone and born alone. and yeah, I'm not sure I remember Finds that. a tree and whatever. So, yeah, we have a lot of shit coming up. And then once we get to the battle of
0: actual Karkar Town, it's going to be litty. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Because I don't think I've ever watched – Um, I don't remember. Do you remember when we stopped watching the anime?
1: I stopped watching it right after Cause the album. I know
0: for a fact we were reading the fight of Karakar Town.
1: I think when we all decided to start uh, reading it was when Grimjo got introduced. Okay. I do remember me it Because we
0: definitely, up. 100%, we definitely were reading, I think, before the Okiora fight, too. Yeah, we Lichigo, we read, Lichigo, we read Lichigo, it, and Lichigo.
1: we're like, oh, my God, this is going to be so badass. Yeah.
0: like when Yeah, we read that for sure. So I definitely don't know... Um, when exactly we started but a lot of that stuff will be the first time of me actually seeing an anime form
1: oh wow really
0: yeah because i have not went gone back and watched that
1: i I remember i watched it all the way through um the eisen arc and then just stopped because i've
0: only i've even as a whole i've only seen parts of um the karkura well no i mean like the the main eisen versus ichigo fight in anime form i've only seen parts of it so i'm really looking forward to getting to that stuff um it is worth noting that uh the i don't know the Thousand Year Blood War arc stuff. Who knows when that fuck's like shit's gonna come out? It's not gonna be next year anymore. Yeah. It but, might be pushed
1: back till the end of next year. But
0: that stuff will be good. And we can rewatch that for sure. Oh, we'll watch parties. Yeah, that'll be really good. And then there's the movies and stuff. And I, I haven't seen the live action one. So
1: I watched the live action one. Yeah. It's different in a sense where it like skips certain parts and then just fast forwards a lot of it. Yeah. But that's about it.
0: Okay, well, let's call it there. Um, that was a long boy because I fucking had a lot of notes. <laughs> um. So that has been Bleach Boys number five. We are firmly into the visored Arankar arc of it. Grim is here. They're attacking. They're doing their first assault. Grim is being a whiny baby bitch. And his voice sucks in the English dub. So thanks for watching. <laughs> that has been... Uh, bleach boys five as i said be sure to leave a like and subscribe we do appreciate it we appreciate you watching and listening if you have any comments questions if you know exactly how many visors or not visors uh vassal lords vassal lords there are in the espada be sure to let us know because quora says five so that's what we're gonna go with this has been sam and jose we'll see you guys next time